Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 21. And the angel showed me, John, a pure river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, coursing down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will anything be cursed, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and His servants will worship Him, and they will see His face, and His name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign for ever and ever. Then the angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord God, who tells his prophets what the future holds, has sent his angel to tell you what will happen soon. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who saw and heard all these things. And when I saw and heard these things, I fell down to worship the angel who showed them to me. But again he said, No, don't worship me, I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this scroll. Worship God. Then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words you have written. For the time is near. Let the one who is doing wrong continue to do wrong. The one who is vile continue to be vile. The one who is good continue to do good. And the one who is holy continue in holiness. See, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me, to repay all according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so they can enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let each one who hears them say, Come. Let the thirsty ones come. Anyone who wants to, let them come and drink the water of life without charge. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the prophetic words of this book, If anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words of this prophetic book, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Right here at the beginning, we need to make sure we get our vision right. 
And some of you are confused because I'm not talking about sight. What you want is your sight to be right. Sight is what you can see with your eyes open. Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. There are things that God wants to show you that nothing around you looks like it right now. And because vision is so important, I think the enemy tries to come and devalue vision in your personal life. He tries to come devalue the vision for your ministry or your business or your family. Some of y'all started out with a real strong vision for your marriage. What happened 10 years in? The vision got out of focus. And today, I want to bring value to vision. And I believe God has given me a word that's going to help us as a church be able to navigate through the vision that God's going to give us in the next 21 days. Now, some of you have a lifetime vision. Some of you have a, a vision that God has given you, like this is what you will ultimately do. But what I found is that it is very powerful for you to come back to God every year. Somebody say every year. And ask him, are you still doing this? Because some of us have gotten a word in 1986, and we've been holding on to that word since 1986, that God says that was for 86 and 87. 88, I gave a new word, but you wouldn't open your heart to anything new. So I got to let you know this. My first point is vision is most valuable. Vision is most valuable. And the reason why vision is most valuable is because without a vision, people perish. I'm going to help you understand this. Go to Proverbs again, 29, 18. And I want you to never forget this scripture. I, I read it probably a hundred times every year. But where there is no vision, the people now, I want you to understand, a lot of times I reverse engineer scripture. I want you to see where it, what it doesn't say. It doesn't say where there is no money, the people perish. It doesn't say where there is no cosign or influence, the people perish. God can do more with a little bit, but he can do nothing without, everybody shout at me, vision. You don't hear me. And that's why for many of you, life happens to you. You don't happen to life. It's because you will not get in the place long enough to talk to God to get the vision. Is this the business I'm supposed to start this year? Is this the thing that I'm supposed to focus on this year? I have all of these abilities, but where do I need to be specific? It's time for us to get clear vision. Another translation of the scripture says, where there is no prophetic revelation, where there's no revealed truth, it says that people cast off restraint. MLT version, Michael Living translation. People stop caring when there's no vision. That's why when you first got married, there was a vision to get married. So, so in the courting stage, you were super intentional, my man. You bought gifts. You remembered what they said, because there was a vision that I was going to marry her and I was going to get in the machines, okay? Y'all too saved. I'm the, still the same in 2020, amen. We were going to touch and agree, amen. So because there was a vision before, you were intentional and you stuck to that vision. You were saving money. You were doing things. You were telling parents. You was planning stuff. You weren't buying stuff to be able to make sure you did stuff. And then you reached the vision. And you didn't revision. 
And I don't mean to be a marriage counselor today, but the reason why so many marriages and relationships are failing is because there's no vision. And where there is no vision, people, but we try to rely on past things, and really the truth is we stopped caring because we lost vision. The, the, the thing you need to know is vision leaks. You can't tell somebody something one time and believe it. You have to keep reiterating and re-looking at and, and, and re-evaluating the vision. Vision needs a vessel. And my question is, if God is going to get a vision into the earth, why not you? Let's be, let, let's be honest. Many of you, if God really told you what he wanted to do, with your life, you would back up and be like, oh man, my bad. Like I really, I did say I wanted to be used by you, but I wasn't really talking about all of this. Like I just kind of wanted to have enough money to pay for a house. And I kind of just wanted to be married. And I kind of wanted one of my kids to graduate from school. The other one really don't even have to graduate. Like I just, because what ends up happening is we're not willing vessels. And anytime God wants to do something in the earth, he doesn't look to do it without one of his kids. And my question to you is in 2020, will God have to find another vessel? If God is going to give us vision, will you have enough room to carry it? Because you have so many other things in the vessel right now. So many other things that may I dare say that God didn't put there, but maybe you put there. Some of y'all have this idea, I want to retire by the age of 50. Where did you get it from? No, I'm, I'm coming for your throat this year. Where did you get that idea from? Because there's nobody in the Bible that retired at age 50. There was nobody. Abraham was 75 and still getting promises from God. I came to shake somebody. Somebody's offended right now. And they're like, I knew I shouldn't have come to this church. But what if ah, the plan of God for your life was bigger than a pension plan? Ah, what if the plan of God for your life was to make a difference that people would feel when you're gone? Now, I didn't say you had to be punching a nine to five clock when you're 55. But if you think you're going to sit on a yacht and not be about the plan and the purpose of God in your life, where there is no vision, people. Do y'all know they tell us that statistically when people lose passion and a job in their older age, they're quicker to actually die. Because where there's no reason for getting up in the morning, where there's nothing that you need to pray about to happen, people perish.